Welcome back to what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. I'm Vincent Lancy. I'm Johnny Crowder. Whether you're already an entrepreneur, are looking to start your journey tomorrow, or just someone who needs a little extra motivation to get through the day, this is the perfect podcast for you. Each week, I interview a different entrepreneur from across the globe. I will continue to offer episodes in all industries to provide you with many different perspectives. You never know which motivational journey will inspire you most. Each guest will take you through their story and help you learn from their successes and lessons learned. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate the show five stars and continue listening by subscribing. My guest on the show today is someone you may recognize from an earlier episode of my other podcast series, A Mental Health Break with Vincent A. Lancy. Johnny is a TEDx speaker and the CEO and founder of CopeNotes. CopeNotes is a preventative international mobile health solution that does not require internet or smartphone access. With just one text a day, you can train your brain to combat guilt. An amazing aspect to this is that it's all for less than $10 a month. And so far with CopeNotes, I found out they've had 430, 887,000 texts exchanged, 92 countries reached, and 15,800 lives impacted. Johnny's story is inspiring on so many levels, and his path towards growing CopeNotes will have your brain percolating thoughts on how to grow your business before the episode's even over. So allow me to please introduce Johnny Crowder. Johnny, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Would you please introduce yourself a bit more to our listeners and previewing your story without giving away just too much of that entrepreneurial journey before we get started? Um, I am probably just like everybody else who is listening to this. I am uh, very young at heart and I'm the kind of person who thinks, well, if this doesn't exist, I want to invent it. Um, So I'm definitely like a doer. I like getting my hands dirty and building stuff and creating stuff. So that has been uh, probably, I I was an entrepreneur even before I recognized it. Like when I was a kid, I would uh, create marshmallow guns out of PVC pipes and paint them with acrylics and then try selling them door to door. And I didn't know when I was a kid that um, that was like the beginnings of an entrepreneurial spirit. So even in um, everything I do, like in music or um, advocacy, everything has kind of this like, well, why not let why not get out there and build it kind of attitude? So I'm sure a lot of people listening are in the same boat. Yeah, true entrepreneur on so many different levels. I had the great opportunity to learn a little bit of your story on the other podcast sessions. So now we're really going to learn what's behind the scenes for you. And I think it is a great time for the big five on each episode. My guest and I will go over these five questions to help you, the listeners, learn what it's really like to be an entrepreneur. You ready to go, Johnny? Yeah, buddy. So when did you realize that you either weren't happy with what you were doing or you just needed some kind of change to truly start this full entrepreneurial journey? Please share your story. Um, I never really, uh, so the idea of entrepreneurship is very scary to me. Like I, I prefer, you know, the, the conceptual safety of working at a place and getting your normal paycheck. And um, unfortunately, I guess I'm just more of a freelance type of guy. Um, I, I have only had a couple salary positions and, um, I, I've applied to tons, but I've only gotten a couple. And I remember I was working at an ad agency and I was full-time salary, um, doing copy and creative and I loved it. Honestly, I loved my work and I started Cope Notes as a volunteer project. It was like on the side and, um, you know, after work and on the weekends and I work on it on my lunch break. And I spoke to my, um, 
I was talking to my, the HR lady at the time uh, at the agency that I worked at. Her name is Carrie and she's uh, an angel. Um, and I was telling her like, wow, I'm building this thing and I want to spend more time on it. And, um, but I also want to continue working. So um, I just kind of shared with her that I felt super overstressed and I was like, can I go down? Like, so I was 50 hours a week at the time. And I said, can I go down to 40 hours? And she was like, no, to be a full-time employee, you have to be at 50 hours. I'm like, oh, well then can I go part-time and maybe do like 30 hours? And she was like, Johnny, I had a dream about this exact conversation. You should quit. And I was like, what? My HR lady told me to quit. And she was like, I had a dream that you came in to ask for less hours. And then I told you to quit. And then years later, you were like on the cover of Forbes and you were telling people that you can earn money by making the world a better place and that capitalism and idealism can coexist. And it was like, she told me this whole dream and she was like, you just have to do it. So I walked out and I'm like, holy crap, I guess I quit. It was was like out of a, it was, it was pure fiction the way it felt. She saw the ambition in you. Um, Was that in Teb? Yeah, it was. Great. Um, so Cope Notes has been going on for how many years? Uh, two and a half, a little bit over. It's incredible what you've already accomplished. But since you made that switch, Johnny, into the entrepreneurial realm, what would you say one or two of the most difficult parts of being an entrepreneur are for you? I think it is incredibly lonely to build a company. It, it hurts your heart. Like you don't, your friends don't know what you're talking about, right? You hang out with your friends and they're talking about sports and and movies and and you're like um you guys ever read about cac and they're like what are you talking about it's it feels very isolating and i think the other part is um the other difficulty is trying not to take the timeline or rejection personally yeah let's get into um, when that. someone is like no our agency isn't interested in cope notes or no uh we don't have the budget to support um you know we don't have daily mental health support we just can't afford it for this fiscal year or whatever. It's hard not to leave those phone calls or conversations like, wow, I suck or my business sucks or the thing that I invented sucks. And the truth is none of those, none of those things have anything to do with um, that client not having money. So it's, you have to learn to not internalize rejection because it's not always about you. I think that's a great difficulty, certainly for me too. What are some ways that you started to combat those rejections in the beginning when things may have been overwhelming for you as a new entrepreneur? What worked for you? Um, well, I joined a, um, like an entrepreneurial collective. Uh, the one here in Tampa is called Embark Collective. Um, and I found a lot of uh, kindness and compassion in that group. A lot of people who understand what I'm going through and they're like, Oh, you know, my business just experienced that a couple of weeks ago. And I'm like, Oh yes, my people. Um, so that's helped. And then Definitely. the other thing that's helped a lot is listening to, uh, this is not a plug, but listening to podcasts about entrepreneurship and about coping with hardship because this is tough stuff. So hearing that other people that you look up to have been through the exact same things, yeah. there's, um, it just reminds you that it's not because you're stupid. It's not because your idea is bad. It's because this is a hard thing to do. That's why most people don't do it. Yeah. I found that with entrepreneurship, fellow entrepreneurs, we're all about helping each other. We're all, we're all on this ship together. We're all no blueprint trying to grow our business. Lesson learned, tweak it a little bit, fix it again. So I love the way you put that networking, collaborating, those things pay major dividends because 
we're all in this together and in the entrepreneurial world, we certainly are a family. But it doesn't have to be just with entrepreneurship here, Johnny, but what would you say one of your greatest lessons learned is, whether you call it failure, lesson learned, why is it still stuck with you all the way till today? I, I think what the lesson that I am learning uh, still even now is that stuff takes a long time. And I don't, I wish I didn't even say it. I wish that wasn't even true. I wish that that was a lie that I pulled out of my butt. But the truth is that the good things, the stuff that we're working hard for, they, they take a long time. It's not fair. If I want a six pack, I'm going to have to work out forever. I'm going to have to <laughs> diet forever. It's just the way it is. So same with building a business. Like I get a phone call from um, like an insurance company that we've been trying to work with for a long time. And I think this is it. This is our big break. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's the start of the start of the beginning of the first letter on the first page of the novel series that is getting that client to the next stage in the buying process. It is such a freaking long, arduous process, but you have to ask yourself on a regular basis, like, do I still care enough about mental health to do this? So if your business is, um, you know, creative consulting or whatever it is that you do, you're like, do I care as much about creative consulting as I used to? And if so, is that enough care to continue putting up with this super long process? And fortunately for the, for myself, the answer has been yes on most days. I couldn't agree with you more. Everything, every step is just really opening another door. I found, I got the MBA. I'm like, here we go. And that just got some of my emails answered. Then I published a book. Now I'm getting some phone calls answered. Then we move to the podcast and the books, but it also relates. I've been working on these mental health books. I think I shared a little bit with you last time. Mm -hmm. I wrote a book and the illustrator I'm working with says, no, we're going to turn this into a series. So I thought this was done. I'm done with my manuscript. No, that was, <laughs> now this is just opening a seven book series, which is great. Like you're saying, we have the passion behind it. It's going to be great down the road, but we want it now. But like that six pack, yeah. we have to work a little longer. <laughs> if you could have a conversation, Johnny, and sit down to learn from any entrepreneur, dead or alive, who would it be? Oh, man. Um, this is really difficult. Like, I want to say someone super, um, like, super successful and, su like, you know, the guy from Google or the guy from Facebook or Airbnb or whatever. But honestly, what I'd want to do is sit down with um, Seth Godin. Who Marketing whiz. He... I, and I, w I would want to talk specifically about ethics. I love how he brings up that um, businesses and entrepreneurs have a responsibility um, to like make people happy. Like if you're not making something that makes somebody's life better, don't make it kind of a thing. So I love his perspective on ethics. And I think while I would love to speak to like one of the top 10 richest people in the world to get their yeah. advice. What I really care more about is like talking to Seth Godin about my moral compass and making sure that I'm still doing this for the right reasons. Now, if we had to delve a little deeper, where would this meeting be? Um, I would want to go on a hike with him in New Zealand uh, through the Lord of the Rings set, like where they filmed the, wow, uh, wherever the hobbits live. That's where I would, I mean, if I could choose anywhere, all expenses paid, we're going to New Zealand, baby. I got to ask too, what would tie the two of those together? I, I just, <laughs> I have no idea. I just, <laughs> just make it remarkable. I love, I love that choice because he's a diligent worker and he has the ethical compass, but let's look here. And this is what I'm excited for with you, Johnny. One year and five years out, we're looking into the future. 
Where do you see yourself in these entrepreneurial endeavors? Granted, we are in a difficult time right now, recording hopefully on the decline of coronavirus. What are we seeing from Johnny in one year? In one year? Oh, boy. Um, hopefully a six-pack. I'll keep you guys updated on whether or not that happens. Um, I, I think I, you know, it's really difficult right now because you got to think I do a lot of speaking. I do a lot of traveling yep. and all that's canceled. So without those things in mind, um, I think that you're going to see hopefully a more resilient leader that might not Love be that. the sort of tangible metric based answer some people were hoping for, but I want to be the type of leader that next year when we get a rejection or when something goes wrong, I'll be like this last year, I got coronavirus. You know, last year, my entire year was canceled. Like I want next year when something bad happens for it to feel like a, a pebble against my armor. I want this year to make me so much stronger as a leader. I love that. I think that's a great lesson for everybody out there because you have to stay optimistic, believe in yourself because you still have these tools. Got to pivot a little bit. What would you say about five years? What are the big goals for you? Um, five years from now, I want to... This is interesting. I, I want to do less of the business stuff five years from now. I want to have um, a person who I can trust who is, you know, like the president or something that's handling like um, the finances and, and directing the, he's coordinating with like the vice president of sales and all this stuff because I'm the builder guy, right? Like I want to write stuff. I want to create stuff. I want to work on new features. I'm that kind of creative. So I don't enjoy the um the the businessy side of things as much um i've learned to enjoy it but i think um five years from now i would love to have like a straight up business person handling those things so that i can focus on mental health advocacy and new features and innovation because that's really where i'd like to live yeah i love everything you shared with the one and five year goals even with me speaking is not an option right now and we're finding ways to stay busy are we seeing more than Cope Notes? Or are we seeing Cope Notes continue to grow? Are we have any other ideas you want to share with us? Um, I'm the kind of person who, if I'm not tempered, I will accidentally start 100 businesses. And I don't want to be that person. I think that the, most, the, the people that I respect the most are people who chose one thing and they were incredible at that one thing. So yes. I want to focus um, on Cope Notes and all these new features that we're building out originally they were ideas for other companies. Um, and now we're like, how can we take that idea for another company and translate it into a feature inside of the company that we're already working on? So I'm trying to get more focused in my approach. Um, and of course, down the line, I'm sure I will wind up starting something else. But right now I think the, the ticket to Coke Notes um, being all that it can be is probably focus, which is pretty difficult for me, but I'm doing my best. I think you're doing a great job. And I think that's an incredible answer for people who all, everybody were impatient. We want greatness, 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 but you really have to, just because something's going well, doesn't mean it will go well for everybody to stay focused and continue to nurture it. That is your baby. So I very, very much appreciate that answer. And Johnny, it's time for the spotlight story. On each episode, I share the entrepreneurial journey of someone in the spotlight to inspire our listeners, and I would love your take on it. 
For today's episode, I will introduce the entrepreneurial journey and the founder of arguably the hottest company on the planet right now in Zoom, and Eric Wan. Eric came to the U.S. from China in the mid-90s to pursue the internet boom. He was denied entry into the U.S. the first eight times he applied for a visa. After coming to America, he worked for a Silicon Valley communications startup, and then in 2012, he decided to launch the communication platform, Zoom. I learned that Zoom started as a, quote, a daydream, a solution to a long-distance relationship that required a 10-hour train ride to see each other. The article was written in March of this year, and it said that Zoom has been grown to use, be used by more than 750,000 companies. I'm sure with COVID, it's probably right around a million. And the platform is used to keep their teams connected through video and audio conferencing, collaborative workspaces, chats, and more. For those of you who haven't been on it, it's a real-time, face-to-face feature which makes it easy for companies and individuals to stay in touch on a remote basis. Johnny, what do you like best about that story? Uh, the first part where he got denied eight times even getting into the country. Like, I think a lot of us make the mistake of thinking that the, the entrepreneurial journey or someone's story starts when they start their company. And it's like, that's so false. Like, like you know, 10 years of mental health treatment and uh, going to college for psychology and doing doing advocacy for years through NAMI, all that stuff happened before Cope Notes. So, for someone yeah. to be like, "Oh, Cope, your journey started in March of 2018," I'd be like, "Who the heck do you think you are?" Like this this guy from Zoom tried eight times. How many people would give up after like five times, yeah, three times? Know. The yeah. second time, you'd probably just give up. Like the fact that this guy applied that many times makes you realize, uh oh, this is a force to be reckoned with. Like someone who doesn't take seven no's for an answer um, to live his dream is going to be the best entrepreneur in the world because persistence beats out everything else, talent and resources and all that stuff. If you don't freaking stop trying, you will make it happen. And I think that's completely evident with what you're saying, because look at Zoom, the diligence that went into that. It has now evolved into a lot of people don't even look at Skype anymore. I mean, we're on Zoom right now. Oh, yeah. And think about it like 2012. So for people who have an artificial timeline in their head of when they think they should be successful, uh, here's what it took for Zoom to get to where they are now. Eight years after eight failed attempts to get into the country in the first place. and a like once in a lifetime global like global catastrophic event like that's, that's that is the perfect storm that had to happen for them to be successful so if your business is small after five years you still got three years and a global meltdown <laughs> between you and something cool happening so don't think that it's because you suck remember that this stuff takes time Johnny, that's a great answer. And I want to thank you so much for coming on our episode today. I know the listeners are going to see all the value in your show. I especially love this last piece of telling our listeners, you have to be patient. Look at the story we just learned. I also loved how you gave credit to the Embark Collective in Tampa. Networking helped you overcome some of the difficult obstacles of entrepreneurship and podcasts like this do help as well. I also lo- loved how at the end when you, I asked you, what are you working on? You made it clear for people that success you have to keep building on and nurturing it and nurturing it i think that's a great lesson but it is time for the last word and as you know we do this on a mental health break with vincent a lancy too because i want the listeners to really get to know my guests is there something that you would like to share with everybody that we did not touch on yet today um i'll say this 
Um, if you are concerned that now is a bad time to try to start a company or try to pursue, pursue an entrepreneurial idea, um, I want to remind you that there is never a good time to start something like this. It is a leap. It is a, it is, a lot of people will see it as foolish no matter when you did it. Like I did it in 2018 and my friends were like, are you insane? Like you're quitting a normal job with no guarantee of compensation. That's never going to be a good idea from the perspective of people who don't share your vision. So I'm not saying like throw away your whole life and be irresponsible. But what I am saying is that there's, I mean, now isn't an opportune time, but so was two years ago and, and two years from now will be just as an opportune. So just, I would encourage you, if you have an idea, don't get too in your head about the when, because in my experience, there's never a good time to take a huge risk. So just calculate as much as you need to. And then, you know, if it's Christmas day or if you're at, it's your anniversary or if it's a random Tuesday, freaking start it because it's going to be hard pretty much no matter how you slice it but it's probably also going to be worth it another valuable piece of advice johnny thank you would you mind please taking this time to share your professional social media websites we know you have some podcasts going on let's inform our listeners to start and following all these endeavors yeah buddy um if you go to copenotes.com pretty much everything you need will be there um there's a podcast that's called the copenotes podcast whoa surprise. Um, and that's on our website as well. Also anywhere you listen to podcasts, I'm in a band, um, called prison. So if you are into metal, I encourage you to check it out. If you're not into metal, I still encourage you to put it on and scare your kids. Um, and then I'm on social media. My name is Johnny Crowder on LinkedIn and Facebook. And then on Instagram, my handle is Johnny Crowder loves you. And I don't believe in Twitter. So you won't find me on there. Absolutely. Well, be sure to check out all his great content and great podcast. And it is social media time for the show. And we're on whichever platform you choose to use. We're at what it's really like to be an entrepreneur on LinkedIn, at your favorite morning podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And we're at podcast by Lancey on Twitter. So you get updates from this show and a mental health break with Vincent A. Lancey. Of course, my handles are at Vincent A. Lancey on all social media and YouTube. And my website is VincentALancey.com. If you check out my books, DM me. I would love to hear from you. We have Left for Dead, a story of redemption, and how to transform your mindset when the norm is changed, both on Amazon now. As always, I will end the show with a quote that inspired me, and know it will for you too. This one is from Eric Wan, the entrepreneur from today's Spotlight story we ended the show with. He said, don't be afraid to admit you made a mistake and start fresh. My only regret is that I didn't found my company earlier so I could keep getting better sleep sooner. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you all on the next episode of what it's really like to be an entrepreneur.